Mic check, one, two. Tom, use your word. Hey, you. That's original for And Tom, I'd keep this with you two, talking about the myth, really from a, from a hiring side or from a corporate side of, of what that person looks like and what they can bring to your organization. Do you think that there's also something on the other side of that from you know, an enlisted member or, you know, an enlisted person that has coming out, do you think that that myth also plays a role in what they think is attainable for them? As far as, yeah, the job descriptions that they could potentially go for. Yeah. And that was the other part that we wanted to talk about too, is the encouragement, you know, of, uh, you know, there is nothing wrong or if you're comfortable, you know, being an instructor, doing a, a typical, we'll call it a stereotypical NCO job whenever you get out, you know, representing a company, working for other government agencies, uh, being a rifle, pistol, carbine instructor, whatever. There's nothing wrong with that if that is truly your desire to, hey, man, I am happy where I'm at. But we've ran into a majority of the folks that's, that goes into what you're saying, Nate, where they're just kind of, it's like, yeah, this is really all I'm qualified to do. So they bought into the own myth, that myth themselves. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, this is all I can do. When you really, if you set them down and ask them, hey, what did you do whenever you were on that team? You know, hey, did you ever have to work at an embassy? Did you ever have to speak a different language, you know what I mean, to someone to motivate them to make it a decision to do something for you? And the answer is always like, well, yeah, I did that every day. You know what I mean? I did this and that. And it's like... Did you ever have to handle strategic level assets that implicated the United States of America if it went wrong? You know, well, yeah. yeah. And so you get them to your point is like, hey, that's part of the other part of what we're talking about doing is encouraging folks to look at, you know, of like, hey, man, what truly am I capable of doing out here? Yeah, you have the list of the of the of the usual suspects and the usual things that I can do. And like I said, that's great if that's what you're into. Hey, wonderful. I'm happy, you know, do it. But the other thing is, is like, hey, I can do so much more. You know what I mean? Because I was stuck in all that. You know what I mean? It's like, well, pistol, carbine, tactics, CQB, sniper. You know what I mean? That was my go-to moves. And hey, that was wonderful. You know what I mean? And it helped with my transition and stuff. But meanwhile, it was like, you know, it's the reason why I went to special operations whenever I was in the military. It's like I always, always wanted to do more. I mean, I always wanted more responsibility. I always wanted more accountability. I wanted more pressure. I wanted more, you know what I mean? Just, well, with those kind of guys, they get out and then a lot of times they're settling in this mold that they were in before because there's nothing other than other governmental agencies. You can't do the same job that we used to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not the same, but it's like, hey, how can I take all this stuff that I had experience with and, and, and frame it up and present it, you know, to a small company, whether it's like opening up a restaurant or a bakery, you know what I mean? All the way to what we we're talking about before is like when it comes to marketing, because we have all these Intel analysts and, um, uh, you know, all throughout the ranks and everything. And like Scott was talking about, it's like, Hey, gathering intelligence and targeting, you know, humans, you know what I mean? Like military operations is what the civilian world calls marketing. And sales. <laughs> and sales. <clears throat> so, you know what I mean? It's like, because that's what I, luckily we had folks around us and just me and you working together. It's like, hey man, you all, how do we get to this guy? All the way to the point of like, hey, we want to have a relationship with this gun company. You know what I mean? It's like, sweet. Yeah, like how do we do that? It's like, 
okay, how would I target someone? You know what I mean? And how would I try to, how would I try to kill them? It was like, yeah, it's like, okay, obviously I'm not trying to kill or capture them, you know, but it's the same things. Who is he? Where does he, what circles does he work in? How can I have, a, how can I, you know, right time, right time, right, right location, place. you know what I mean? To have a meeting with him. Oh, Hey, how you doing? Didn't expect to see you here. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> bullshit. I had a three day plan that I initiated, you know? So it's like, it's like, hey, how do I take all that stuff? And obviously, you know, that just gets your foot in the door. Then you have to execute, you know, hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. This is why it'll benefit you and do You know, what I mean, all that we did all of that in the military, specifically, you know, in special operations where it comes to it was easy to operate in our own environments, right? With other team guys, with other, you know, in the army context. But what about whenever I had to work with other government agencies? Or, or embassy teams, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or all these difference where I couldn't just be an knuckle dragger, which I enjoy very much. I had to put the suit on. I had to use regular language. I had to use different tools. You know what I mean? Knowing your audience. We get taught that in BNOC, yeah. you know what I mean? And given classes and stuff. And that's basic non-commissioned officer school. It's like, hey, you never roll into it. You always understand the operational environment that you run into. You do the same thing out here in the civilian world, you know, I mean, out in the private sector. And that's where a lot of guys, they cut themselves short. But the reason why they do that, and we got a whole nother podcast on it, the difference between uh, danger and scary, you know what I mean? That aspect of it. A lot of times you guys have to have courage to be like, hey, man, like this is scary. I don't really I'm not real competent in this. It's like, yeah, I understand these principles, but you got to go for it. I mean, Guys did that. That's how they made it into special operations. It's like, hey, yeah, don't be a wuss, man. Like, go for it. You know what I mean? Out here in this new environment, that's scary. You know what I mean? It's like, but if you if they just draw on, like, to encourage guys, you know what I mean? Of like, hey, man, look at what you did. Yeah, don't compare yourself to anyone else out here. And understand how you can take what you did in the military and wrap it around. I mean, look at the guys that have been uber successful from black rifle coffee guys i mean those are just the guys that come to mind but i mean it's like step into a totally different world but utilize everything that you did josh Claghorn. i mean what you've done you know i mean josh yeah exactly from cryptic i mean they were helicopter pilots man i mean badass helicopter pilots you know with the decorated careers and they had one a camouflage company i mean come on that's not i mean what's the same like what was the same as they, they took all that stuff they knew how to do and they and they converted it. And that's where so many guys, you know, they just get caught up into that comfort zone, you know what I mean, of doing that stuff. And again, not hitting on guys that love that, but so many guys aren't fulfilled, you know what I mean? They're just kind of like, man, yeah, but, you know, I'm really good at this stuff and that's kind of scary and like, hey, it pays not really guaranteed you know or you might have to start at the reinvention piece in which we had to do multiple times it's a it's repurposing right um did it when i left the 82nd went into sf exactly left sf and when i showed up there you know you're right same thing they told you really give a shit what you did in 82nd yeah and left there and then i showed up and i was an instructor and they're like yeah the rookie instructor fucking let us know when you get right new year finish that up go out to the unit you know what they give a shit what you did while you were anywhere (laughs) uh 10 seconds ago so once again having to reinvent and i think it's i don't think it's it's just a proven fact that most people and keep it in mind it's at the end sometimes a 20 25 year career folks are tired 
Who um, wants to restart? Who wants to restart? Who wants to actually to. repurpose? Um, well, I get it. Not many people. Yeah. And the one thing that we, we both know through our own experiences is, is if you're unwilling to start new again, well, then you'll do more of the same. Um, and, and to just hammer home what Tom was saying is, is more often than not, when anybody we talk to, it's um, they're settling. Um, they're settling. It's comfortable. It's part of what it used to be. A handful of them be like, yes, absolutely. I've, I'm, I've love it here. I'm going to knock out a double retirement. I'm home 24 seven. That's great. Yeah. The majority of them would say, and, and specifically talking to me, it's like, holy shit, man, look what you're doing. Like you, you're just pure civilian. Now you're pure yeah. private sector. Um, and they, and I tell them about it. Right. And, and this even happened over the years. And this will highlight the point Tom made is differentiating between uh, scary and dangerous. And this is also key for corporate uh, folks that run corporations that have military that once again, assume that just because someone was willing to give their life for something that they apply that level of zeal and courage to all of the risk in their lives. Because the folks I would talk to would see what I was doing, how I was doing it, right? I was taking, as Tom said, all my experience and parlaying it into personal development and leadership development. And everyone was like, cool, awesome, great, this, that. And then a handful of times I had a couple of people that was like, hey, I'd love to you know, have you in business with me. And they were the right, right person. Uh, sometimes more experienced than I had, you know, some, one of the guys, I actually, um, he was one of my instructors 20 plus years ago, all these moments to get these, these guys who we're describing, by the way, great problem solvers, thinkers, presenters, by the way, yeah, speakers, presenters, we have to present, you know, so much. And, um, and he was in, he was in all the way up to the point. I was like, yeah, well, I haven't stabilized financially yet. And it's about four years ago, four or five years ago. And um, he actually came in my office and I had a whiteboard and uh, down one side were all these uh, 16 digit numbers. And off to the right, there was a dollar amount. And uh, he said, Scott, is that what I think it is? I was like, well, what do you think it is? He's like, was that credit card balances? I'm like, absolutely. He's like, that makes me want to throw up. I said, well, then you're not going to be in business with me because... Banks are funding startups from ex-Green Berets who have a vision to do something. And so if you want to come play this game, now keep in mind, this guy I could have looked at and said, here are the odds. There's 10 guys out on the street, one machine gun and 10 of them. There's only one way out and there's me and you. Are you in? And he'd be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and I don't say that bullshit. No. Right? He's like, yeah, let's go. Right. So the same human that's just totally that courageous. Right. In the face of scary, that was dangerous, mm -hmm. right? In the face of scary, which is unpredictability and when I'm going to get my next paycheck, I'm going to have, it's like out. And that was, I, Tom and I didn't yeah. understand this until we started seeing people yeah. who the natural go-to is like, Hey, I'm thinking about starting a gun company. I'm like, you might want to look at that market space because it's pretty fucking saturated with some really <laughs> good people, you know? So, and then what's happening, the prices are going down in this basic business. And, and, and Oh, by the way, just like I've seen executives make the wrong perception about, let's say, generals, CEOs or C-suite about Colonel and above, I've equally overestimated senior executives' abilities as well. I've sat down and assumed I'm not the smartest guy in the room here. I've never run X. I've never done Y. And come to find out, like, 
Well, no, he didn't know that or she didn't know that. Um, and what I found out is that, like Tom said, I equate immediately. It's like, oh, targeting, that's marketing and sales. You know, everything we do correlates. It's about finding the correlation point rather than the point of, of, of actual separation and knowing where that is to the point of like, hey, you can't talk to people like that out here or strong arm people like that. They'll leave. Um, you know, this, you know, doesn't work, but it's um, mind numbing. Right. Because some of these entrepreneurs I know as well, they're willing to risk it all. I personally have done that multiple times. Um, yet they would risk it all for that, but they're not willing to die right. it, mentally. And, and it's okay. We're not all supposed to be wired the same way. Yeah. Um, so it's just understanding that's what exists. Don't assume, find out. Like I've said at times and, and thought, wow, these guys really know how to plan for sure. Because I mean, they've created an X number of million dollar company. There's just many employees. I deduce all this and then come to find out I taught them a, a, a simple planning tool and they thought it was brilliant. I'm like, shit, man, I've been doing this since like 96, <laughs> you know? Um, and so what's the, what's the, so what behind that is um, I'm not formally trained in business. I was not formally trained in business. Doesn't mean I, I don't know how to run operator business. It doesn't mean I don't know how to give amazing experience based wisdom to people running massive businesses. Right? Because I have and he has more life experience than most. This, this is never about putting it's like, yeah, I, I, I'm not proud. It's just a fact that I've been able to do what I've done and Tom as well without a four year degree. Back to we're in 2018, like self-education is through the roof. Life experience counts for everything. Yeah. And it's out there. Um, and, and to hammer home what we're here for, to give greater hope, uh, not greater hope, people, all these, these people are our peers, are, I don't know, they're our peers anymore, but they're our brothers. Um, wake up to the possibility that exists. Like you fought for how many years, you served how long for the quote unquote American dream. What is that? Fucking go live it. Yeah. Actually go see what it feels like to take a month off, figure it out. Like, don't sit there and say, I can't because I, you know, I've, one of my biggest clients, he's, he's a, a Kellogg's business school grad. I consult to him. Do you think I consult to him about business? No, I consult to him about personal development and mindset and how to achieve, but limit, you know, it's yeah. like, I know my lane. Mm -hmm. He respects me equally in business. We want y'all to know that we've seen it. We've been to the mountaintop. We've looked over and, you, you know, it, it's out there. And, and happy to share as well. Reach out to us because yeah. – uh, and then to also remember for, for those out in the, in the corporate space, quit with the whole let's fucking hire veterans. You're, you, I tell you, you're irresponsible. Hire veterans that fit the roles because if you hire them just because they're a veteran, you're doing them a disservice and yourself because they're not going to fit well. And they need a, a good shot coming out of the military, not a bad shot. And then they end up having to fire them. That's right. like crap. That's <laughs> right. So get your perspective right and hire the right people for the job. By the way, that's a great lesson that, that special operations taught us. And no one ever said that we hired the best people, the best guy. So we hired the right guy. Yeah. Right. Because what we understood and me, I know both of us being so involved with selection and hiring, 
I learned what the right person was because I quickly saw that the best person oftentimes is the biggest, doesn't fit what's most important, which is our culture. Yep. I want to spend a couple minutes talking about the why behind um, why I wouldn't tell anyone that or why I wouldn't sell myself well in a job interview on correlating um, level of responsibility into like, hey, to where a CEO or a COO or someone interviewing me would be like, wow, that's massive level of responsibility. And the biggest reason for this is culturally. Um, so we become, and I will say we, um, I'll speak for myself. I became my own worst enemy whenever I got out is related to self-promotion to help advance. And the reason is, is back to army only and, and green, green beret specifically is uh, one of our truths. Uh, that's not a truth, a motto. It's a quiet professional yeah. right? over doorways that we walked through from day one, quiet professional. Don't tell us about how good you are. Show. Show us. We give you the best equipment. We give you the best gear. We give you the coolest colored hat and a best really missions. cool tab, the best missions. Uh, you get grow your hair longer. You get to have a little facial hair, whatever it is. We back to freedom. Uh, it's a whole other topic, right? They gave you, gave us all this freedom um, and said, yeah, fucking act. We don't want to hear about it. Um, and then you take that later, even further down the line. And so the double-edged sword at times is even when I'm, if I were to self-promote and never talk about anything classified, never no. divulge anything, but just self-promotion will bring scrutiny from our old organizations. Yeah. This is something I've just realized. Yeah. And so most folks are like, man, I don't want those guys pissed off at me. So this is self-thwarting um, that is actually limiting absolutely limiting my potential out here. And, um, it's taken me the better part of nine years to get comfortable, semi-comfortable with your help and other people's help yeah. and Tom as well of like promoting. It's like, well, no, the only way that people are going to know is if I tell them. Right. Yeah. And so that's, that's what I know Tom and I are doing now. Um, and also from a point of pride as well. Yeah. yeah. It's like good. I'm proud of it. It's like, Hey motherfucker, do you know what happened? what I've done. <laughs> and then it's like, no, no one does really. You know what I mean? My secret stuff. It's like, no, you know, it's like I manage multi-million dollar of, uh, budgets of run hired, fired. I've done X, Y brief. So-and-so straight responsible for a national asset to the commander. Now after this, like consult, I, I mean, I even play small about who I work with them and, and what I've done out here. So it's so ingrained in, into our culture, the quiet professional. And what I would say is uh, I'm done being quiet about the level of success that I've had. Right. About the level of responsibility that I had, you know, and, and by, fuck had, yeah. you know, so to speak. I don't live there yet. So what, man? Um, we are killing ourselves. When I say we, ex-enlisted special operations soldiers are hurting ourselves tremendously by allowing the myth to perpetuate that ex-officers are who you should hire, their executive material, their X, Y, and Z, when the truth is from a ratio perspective in my belief system, the amount of great leaders that you're gonna get out of the O-ranks is 80-20, and that's 20 good, 80 average to shitty, 
and 80-20, 80% amazing problem solvers and leaders and 20%. So you figure that out. I'm just telling you in my belief system, there's so much amazing talent that's being missed due through misperceptions and historic dogmatic bullshit. And just to touch on that from my perspective over the last couple of months too, and you know, and in a relationship piece, you know, Tommy spent a lot of time and Scott also talking about, you know, you having to have that pulled out of you, you know what I mean? Even not so much of your accomplishments and accolades, but also your capabilities, like what you've done in the past and what can be applied out here from in total transparency, that's still, as you guys are still something for people to strive to, you know, do the things that you guys have done. I would just point out that, you know, it's still something that you guys go through, you know, for everyone listening too. I mean, like by no means have you guys reached that level where like, yeah, I just let it fly. You know? Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. just to Scott's point of that is like, Hey, we were believers, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we believed in that code. We believe, I mean, still do like you said, sure. but it's a, uh, it's the quiet professionals, not silent professionals. <laughs> yeah, That's <laughs> a good point. And so it's, um, but to your point, Nate is like still, because we did it for so long, you know what I mean? That was just how, you know, again, we're never going to compromise operational security, but with that, you know what I mean? The promotion piece of like that kind of credibility is, is still and so ingrained of us to do it. And the reason why, because I had to make it make sense in my mind, and it just goes back to establishing credibility. Mm. You know, that's, that's really, it's like, because then in my mind, like when you said, it's like, hey, you, you know, we got to self-promote. And it's like, uh, mm, yeah, what does that even mean? You mm. know, what does that even mean? Because it goes against what I believe. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's my, I adopted the quiet professional code as mm. my own, as I know you did. So it just kind of goes against it. And then I finally started learning. It's like, hey, it's not, I'm not promoting myself. All I'm doing is the thing that has to be done when I'm communicating with other human beings, specifically in the workforce. And that is I'm establishing credibility. You mean that, Hey, I'm telling you these things, not out of arrogance and Hey, pat me on the back and stuff. I'm, I'm telling you like what you just said, because if I don't, you won't know. (laughs) And even though that sounds very simple, like to your point is like, it's still part of the process of like, for me, in moving forward, that's what made sense. It's like, no, I'm not, I'm telling them this so I can establish credibility, credibility. so they'll listen to me mm-hmm. because they're not going to listen to me if there's no reason to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and I'm not going to talk outside of my lane. So I've got to tell them what my lane is and why I'm owning this lane is because of all this past experience for the credibility of what I'm trying to do now. And that was a years of a process since we got out i mean even in front of cops like i had to be forced to give my background uh, i mean forced to like hey tom we're not going to make any money you know what i mean if they don't know like people don't know who you are man it's like when well, my mind old way of thinking is like perfect because i don't want anyone to know who i am that means that's how i win you know and um but that doesn't work in marketing. <laughs> it does, no, like, it works it, against it, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, it was like, so, I mean, it was uh, understanding and acknowledging with, with guys out there of like, hey, man, it, it's part of, part of any other learned skill, like, you know, a transition or drawing from a holster. It's like, hey, it sucks at first, but it's like, understand the why you're doing it. And it's, hey, they need to know. 
You know what I mean? And even the point that I just wanted to hit on even clearer is that in addition to that, also just even in what we're doing now, even in going into boardrooms, going to multi-billion dollar companies and stuff like that, that for everyone out there listening that may be feeling that, that still is something that's really, it's a daily thing, right? I mean, as, as even if it's writing on top of a piece of paper, this is what I do. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, so even tapping into all those, you know, the skills and the makeup that you guys have on a daily basis, it, it, it is an ongoing thing. It's just one of the things I wanted to put out there too. Yeah, because it's that, uh, just like anything that's wonderful, too much of it, everything's a double-edged sword, right? Every Everything, you know, too much of a good thing is, you know, ends up being bad, that kind of deal. Say what? Well, you know, depending on what it is. <laughs> but it is like, to that piece, it's like, because we did it for so long, then it only makes sense it's going to take that much. You know, you walk two years into the swamp, it doesn't matter, you decide to turn and walk back out of the swamp, it's going to take you two years to walk out of that swamp, you know, so it's going to take time. Yeah. And, and repetitions and practice, you know, but to your point, they, yeah, there's, it's still a daily struggle. We have to remind ourselves that all the time, but that's why, you know, whenever it comes back to the, the point of encouragement, you know, is that, hey man, we never did anything without a team. Like I could not have grown without Scott, you know, because when we got out, it was, this was the team, you know what <laughs> I mean? When we first got out. Sure. And, um, but again, it goes back to, encouraging guys to use what they know that has worked in their lives you know and that is is we never did anything alone exception to the rule you had a little singleton op you had to go do or something exception to the rule everything else is is like hey i have a team the team could be one one other than me or it could be 50 you know whatever it is but like having that team for that support and that accountability and that consequence and that encouragement you know is uh that's, that's a key thing is guys get out and they try to do stuff on their own. I mean, again, you don't want to hang out with losers and you don't want to hang out with people that are not of the same mindset of you. And, and yes, it is harder to find that, you know what I mean? Because in the context of the military, we're all the same unit, you know what I mean? Out in the outside of the military, hey, you got to fish and find those people. I mean, one of your best friends is a civilian guy. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Which when we first got out... We, incapable of that you know what i mean because it's just like but it was all part of everybody like saying the transition and all this stuff but it's like hey man i have to grow you know what i mean i have to grow but it's it but it's not foreign it's the same thing that we did when we were in there don't settle for mediocrity in your life in your training in your job in anything it really hit me at dinner the other night right we're with a client and we ended up talking some about past military and he was quick to remind me he's like hey the reason you're here consulting for us has nothing to do with any of that like you're here for what you've done with a great bigger organization in the last five years and that one awesome compliment um and two ties into the quiet professional piece um, it was a gift in some ways as well. I will tell you that B- because of that, um, we've never led with it. Like uh, I didn't show up and pitch um, everything I'd done in the past. Right. I showed up and pitched day one, uh, all, you know, whatever organizations with what the vision was, where the passion came from, and where the experience came from. But I never lived off 
the past. And we, I know for sure, have always kept that secondary. Most of our clients have found out more about our background usually only because we've become friends. Yeah. It, it has, it's like no point because I don't want my credibility in the present to be based off of the past. The past. I don't want it. It doesn't work for me. Um, and, and it just, it feels weak. Uh, I'm better than that. I know because if, if I'm going to evolve, if I'm going to expand, I have to change and grow. So now it's actually pretty cool uh, to be able to speak with um, a sense of pride about the military accomplishments because, well, we both got eight years of private sector accomplishments that have nothing to do with that, which is I'm damn proud of that. It's like, yeah, to my knowledge, there's not an ex-operator out of um, you know, the U.S. Army Special Operations Command that, that started a personal development leadership consulting company that's grown at the rate mines that has, right? That has nothing to do with my past. Damn right I'm proud of that. It's been painful because I've had to change, evolve, and grow and learn that, hey, what worked there is not going to work here. And also that I am as good as, sometimes better than the thinkers, the best thinkers in these rooms, yeah. right? And it's taken time. Why, why, and folks don't think it's going to happen overnight. Like, hey, whenever you showed up for selection, was it easy? Fuck yeah. no. If you went to the Q course or OTC or whatever it is, like, is it easy? No. So why is it going to be easy out here? Why should it be? You should welcome the grind, mm -hmm. right? And it's no longer about life, death, or making it or not. It's like really simple, actually. Yeah. Um, and if you, you break through these limiting belief systems of what's possible and really quit buying into the bullshit that's been created through nothing but societal norms and past um, and really see yourself for who you are and what you're capable of. Wow. You know, you will open up to possibility and guys like Tom and I hopefully will provide you with the inspiration that it is believable because yeah. we've done it. Right. I haven't had a boss in eight years. Mm -mm. Um, I made more money last year than it take me eight years to make before. And that was after a 17 year career. Right. Once again, back to I used to think oh, that's boasting. It's like, fuck, man, I don't care. We've had nothing. I can go back to having nothing. Exactly. Yet people out here understand what that equates to. That's my new scorecard. That's all it is. It's yeah. like, hey, revenue. Well, we do. We doubled it this year. Awesome. We're yeah. winning. There's no revenues anymore. Right? There's no. Exactly. <laughs> or in our case, how many people right, have given us testimonials? Yeah. More, more so importantly, that they have shifted into a more powerful place in life, that they're living more authentically that they decided to actually break from the norm and, and do something that, that the world you. expected them not to do or didn't expect them to do, excuse me, right? Finally did something different, right? Those are our wins now. Yeah, of course, you know, it's like number of people help, money made, yeah, hell yeah, it makes our life easier. Like, guys, this is child's play out here in comparison. Child's play. Like I, the stuff I used to be stressed out about yeah. when we'd be working with executives and like, they're like, dude, it's all good. And I'm like, yeah, but like, fuck. Okay. The consequences, what are they really? Like the other thing I tell people, it's like, Hey man, what's the worst thing that could happen if you took a swing, followed that passion, right? And this doesn't matter if you're ex-military, if you're a stay-at-home yeah, you mom to a single dad to, a, I don't give a shit who you are, you know, what if, what if it worked? Yeah. What if you quit saying, eh, what if it doesn't work? What if it fucking works? Yeah. What's that feel like? You know, and I can tell you folks coming from our world, 
if you think the three options you have are carrying a gun for a living, starting a tactical trading company, or going to find a GS job, you're limited and you're wrong. And you're only wrong so much as I have proved you wrong and that we have proved you wrong in doing that. And lastly, I'd say if you're anyone out there that's a consumer of veterans, don't hire veterans because they're veterans. Hire the right person. And don't hire people, put them on your board because of success they had somewhere else that was made with a set of rules that you don't have to play with and then automatically expect them to be successful. You're setting yourself up and potentially your people for a really rough ride. Tom, <laughs> what say you? I say that's a wrap. We rely on feedback. You know what I mean? So if everybody's heard something in this podcast that you've liked or that you've wanted more, or not so much that you've liked, hey, what what did we strike a chord with that hey, we want more information about? You know what I mean? Because we're, we're just going with what we want to put out, you know what I mean? Which is important to us. Um, but we have a ton of information. So, you know what I mean? To reach them back out to us with like, man, we'd really like to hear more about whatever it is, you know, fill in the blank. Um, you know, that just wanted to put that out there. That's open and welcome to us. I mean, Absolutely. If you want more to share, what we're not open and welcome to is if you want to debate, go find someone else. Because yeah. we state beliefs here, which are not, you know, they're stated. Um, and I, like, that's not, if you would say, hey, give me some facts around what you stated. Sure. Sit yeah. down, even in private, so to speak. Like some of, there's, there's, there's relevant facts that back stuff up. It's like, we're not into engaging and we have nothing, we have no points to defend. Yeah. Right. And that's what everything that we do here on original freedom podcast, it's, it's based on Tom and I, or if you're speaking your experience, right? We stay in our lane. Uh, we stay in our truth based in belief, which is based in our experience. And uh, so there's no debate to be had. So if you're looking to pick a fight, go find someone else. Um, unless for real, whatever. <laughs> um, no, not even that. We're peaceful warriors. That's these it. days. Hey, would you take us out in a way that they're more accustomed to? <laughs> Perfect. Like Tom had talked about, open to feedback and really looking forward to now that things have started up, really starting that line of communication between everyone out there and these guys. And uh, you guys can do that through Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Um, look us up, we'll be there. And then as well as the website at ogfree.com. Till next time, make sure you're living your authentic self, your truth. Quit believing the bullshit inside of your head. Quit listening to what everyone else has to say and ask yourself what it is you believe. Have the courage to act on and we'll catch you next time. Thanks.